Okay, what years were you a Lowrider magazine? The years would yes. be from, I started in 79 and in 86 when the magazine stopped print. So the magazine was already two years? I think, well, 86 or 87, I'd have to look at a book. When you stopped, okay. Yeah. But when you started, the magazine had already been in print? Had already... The magazine was already in print for about a year. Okay, all right. And how did you, all right, this is uh, Steve Gonzalez, and uh, welcome back, this is Drifting on Memories. Um, uh, Steve is just sharing his stories about early days working for Lowrider Magazine. We're going to get into his uh, his 50 Merc, Chop Merc as well, uh, and a lot of good stories. All right, so how were you, who approached who for the magazine? Well, I was cruising down Whittier Boulevard in my 1950 Mercury Custom, which was already finished at the time. And I came across Robert Rodriguez. Uh, he was in his Camaro, showing me a magazine. And I recognized the magazine because I had been buying Lowrider magazine from uh, Whitt uh, Salud Liquor on Whittier Boulevard, right on the boulevard. I used to find it there. So it was a few issues I had bought. This is 79, pulled, you said? This is, this is 1979. Probably had to be around like May or so. So he shows me the book, and then so I pull over, and he, they say they want to feature my car in the magazine, and he's telling me about the magazine. I said, oh, yeah, I'm aware of it. I've been seeing it. So he hooked me up with Larry Gonzalez to do a photo shoot, which came out in the June 79 issue. So, okay, so they, they featured your car. And they did, did they do an article about you and your car? Did the article, the June 79 issue, um, pictures and uh, story. The pictures, we did the photo shoot at the uh, Waterfall Staircase in oh, the Monterey Cascades, Park, right? Cascades, yeah. Okay. yeah. okay, all right. So we did the shoot there, and that was June of 79. And you, issue. you asked them for a job? N not at that time. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but I offered. At, well, I guess I did. <laughs> I told Robert, hey, man, you guys doing any hiring? Let me know. I'm willing to empty trash cans, anything. Because I was real excited about the magazine. It was way different. I've been involved with magazines since the 60s. I used to buy magazines when from the custom world, all the custom guys. That's why I have a custom work. My dad had a custom work. So buying those magazines, I was dialed in on how great these magazines are, not just for the photo shoots and getting your car in and moving on ahead with things like that but the how to do articles mm -hmm. there's very good information on the articles on how to do things so in doing those magazines so i was excited to talk to robert so i just threw that at him but later on that month i worked at a uh, free spirit van conversions in el Monte, and from there I had to park my Mercury out front because their driveway was crowded. I couldn't park in the back, so I just put it in the street. But there was a liquor store next door, and this was on Garvey, uh, right past Walnut on the right-hand side. It was a liquor store mid-block, and this guy, Manuel Chavez, who was the distribution manager for Lowrider at that time. And again, we're talking 79. So he um, saw my car there and came knocking next door and asked me about getting it put in the magazine. I told him I already talked to Robert mm -hmm. earlier in the month and setting something up with Larry. So he was like, oh, okay, great. And um, that's who I asked if he wanted to do any hiring, I'd be willing to work for them. So they were lacking distribution drivers. So, and to also drivers to develop areas. 
because the brick was still fresh. It was still coming out. So that's what distribution is basically, right? So you would drop off magazines and then try to pick up new places to kind of sell the magazine? Yeah, the the way that that kind of worked was um, we get the magazines and we go out to the, an area, a city, like say I'd go out to San Gabriel, uh, uh, yeah, San Gabriel, uh, I'm sorry, um, Cudahy. Okay, like Southgate. Southgate. Uh-huh. I'm trying to yeah. think of Southgate. There uh-huh. we go. So I, they asked me to go develop Southgate, Linwood, Cudahy, okay. um, For the magazine. Paramount. Yeah. There was no magazines being sold in there. Okay. So I would go in there and try and develop these stores. And it's kind of difficult, you know, bringing in a new product like that. And it's just one item when they already have magazines coming mm-hmm. in. So, but the demand was there for it, you know, with the lowrider community. Yeah. So something I did, I went back to the office, kind of frustrated wasn't working out too well, so I decided to get a phone book and call up the stores in that area and ask for the magazine. I did it for about a week, uh, several times. Yeah. And then I went back out to see if they'd take Lowrider Magazine, and lo and behold, they were more, more than welcome to take it because they said they'd been getting calls for it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was your so technique? That was a little technique. Yeah, nice. All right. Book in the store. And so it went on consignment where you just signed for it and okay, for three months, you. and then it went over to COD got you. on that and after three months. And so Lowrider Magazine had an office here in L.A.? East LA yeah, or? they actually, if I have it right, because I wasn't there when they actually came down from L.A., but from what I understand is Sonny, the owner of the magazine, when they came down, he figured what better place to stay other than in East L.A., but close to East L.A. College. Okay. So he was coming out of uh, San Jose University himself. Mm-hmm. He was involved with Mecha and mm-hmm. some other Chicano organizations. They were big. He was really big on it. Azteca. Mm-hmm. The movement. The, the, the Chicano whole movement. Yeah. The whole Chicano mm-hmm. movement. Really big. There's film of him when they're protesting at san jose university and sunny was out there sunny was out there and the cops are trying to get everybody to go out and you see sunny walk by smiling <laughs> you know what you know <laughs> i don't hear too much about um sunny's side of like that side of sunny you know that mm-hmm. side of activism work but i know that in the early in the early magazines there's a lot of the rasa reports rasa protesting rasa or you know unity within the within like the colleges with mecha or within the united farm workers but I don't know. I don't know what happens along the way that I just don't hear too often his um, his kind of like political work or activist work. Yeah, he was big on it. Um, he did put a lot of that stuff in the beginning issues of the magazine. The first few issues, I think it's four that only came out the first year. Uh, they were only done in volumes. And the first four, um, Sonny was coming, like I say, through uh, the University of San Jose and he was just big on it. And uh, it was him, David, um, David Chavez. I hope I got his name right. And um, and Larry Gonzalez. Mm. Those three went to the same college, right. so that's how they united with a lot of that stuff. But they knew that there was a market there for the lowriders. That there was nobody servicing them. Right. There was no magazine for them. Yeah, Street Rider, uh, Rotting Custom, I think, and Hot Rod. They would do an article on lowriders uh, on a club, and um, but that was the extent. But that, that was, was the about extent. It, yeah. it was just right. a little coverage, one page, two page. Right, you know? and that was about it. I know Imperial's got a big one, uh, in a, I think it was an April issue of Hot Rod. Okay, but they did a big one there with the Gypsy Rose and the 
clubs, the car clubs, um, cars, the owners of that time. It seems like those days when you were working with uh, the magazine and when the magazine was here in East L.A., it seems kind of wild almost, like kind of like, um, I don't know, man, like it just obviously it was a different time, but it just seems like it was a little more, you know, a little more hectic almost. You said that one time there was, you know, people would get upset about, you know, certain things like in their car or why is this guy in my car and show up to show, show up to the to the offices there? Yeah, dude, you know, the, the police were just very aggressive. Mm hmm. You know, they just, and the club, you know, the, we weren't really lowriders, all lowriders back then, because the lowriders back then were intertwined with some of the gangs in the area. And that went tough, because when you have a gang in one area, they want their area. They don't want anybody coming into their area, from an, especially from another gang. Well, Whittier Boulevard draws that. You have the gangs that are in that area, and then the locals that are in the, also in the surrounding areas, and you got somebody coming from San Fernando. You got somebody coming from San Gabriel Valley. Um, there's just different areas that they'll come from. And, and how did it, you guys deal with that, though? Like you guys being the just trying to document it or trying to put stories together for Lowrider Magazine. How did you guys kind of deal with who can go where, who can do what, what can you, what you can well, print, what you can't print? You just kind of document it as it happens, because there's no other way to tell a story about it. You gotta. Whatever happens, whatever was going down at the time, it just you just had to document and cover it that way, or else you're just going to be lying to your your people. You know, you can make up stories, or make it juicy or not juicy. But I think there was a a, a need to document some of this stuff, especially like with our, our our Robert Rodriguez, who was just a photographer photographing down Whittier Boulevard, and. This was the opening of Boulevard Nights, and there was so many people down Whittier Boulevard that week, and I was down there myself. Uh, went to go see the movie at... Um, the opening for Boulevard the Nights? The opening, yeah. it was at... Mm -hmm. um, and I've interviewed Dr. Um, Rodriguez. Okay. And he mentioned that, but you said you were there too. It was the, Well, the opening was at uh, the Commerce Theater right there... Um, or Kmart and Target used to be on Whittier Boulevard back in the day. Now it's Target and Kmart finally sold out. Right. But anyway, that's Goodrich and Whittier Boulevard. Yeah, the Commerce Center. The, the theater there. So they had it there. It's kind of funny because we were watching the, the program in there and watching the movie. You could hear Phyllis Diller laughing in the background. She has this real iconic laugh. <laughs> yeah. Real old actor. But she was there. There was a lot of people that came wow. out for yeah. it. But anyways... Um, after that, everybody went cruising, and, and you're just seeing new faces, and fights were happening up and down Whittier Boulevard, and the cops were just running back and forth, going back and forth. So that's the time when Robert was photographing one, when the officers were doing that, uh, the sheriffs. Yeah. And they turned on Robert because right, they saw he was, he was taking the pictures. They right, see the flash. Of them, of them beating someone up. And they the knew sheriff, it, yeah. so... They, took, they got him. That, that They ended up just, you know, take, uh, beating up Robert then. And arrested him, and and that was pretty crazy because. And you saw that. I was I didn't I didn't see it, but I was a block away in my car. At that point, I saw that the cars weren't going to be moving, so I made a right turn up uh, Mendick, which is the big street, mm -hmm. and the next block is McDonald with the little Pueblo liquor right there. Mm -hmm. That's where all that happened to Robert. And I saw the commotion going on, but I just took off. I said, "Well, this ain't going to happen no more," so I just went home. But that night. 
uh, I get a phone call a few hours later, and it's Robert calling me from jail. And he was real, real uneasy. He was telling me he just my phone number was was uh, very easy to remember. There was there's um, all the middle numbers are the same in the number, so he was very easy to remember that. And they remember they hit him with a belly club right across his forehead, so he wasn't doing too well. They did take him to the hospital and bring him back, but he called me and told me he just wanted to dial in with me in case. He didn't make it out of there, so mm-hmm. obviously he thought they might kill him in there. Yeah. But um, but he made it out of there, made out the next day, but I got that phone call. We talked a little bit. This was the night that Boulevard Nights was released, Whittier Boulevard. A lot of commotion, a lot of cruising, and the cops um, you know, started beating on Dr. St. Le um, at the time, who was also working, doing some stuff for Lowrider Magazine, and you were doing stuff for Lowrider Magazine. Yeah, at that time, we were both employed with Lowrider. Okay. We were both, that was our jobs. I was distribution manager, Robert was photographer and writer. How old were you at that time, Sam? I was 18 at the 18, time. 18, and you were already distribution manager. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how uh, DIY it was at that time, right? Everything do-it-yourself, kind of rogue. <laughs> We all soft-taught each other, you know, we helped each other out. We were really tight-knit. and So some stories, uh, we recently had an award ceremony for Yoya from from J&R Upholstery. And there were some stories that were told there that, you know, we can't really say on on here. And I know that you and I have talked about some stories that we can't really talk about on the podcast. But there was a time somebody, I mean, people show up there to the office with guns pissed off yeah people would get upset about certain things and they would show up you know they would not want a certain article done a certain way with certain people was that the norm kind of thing Uh, going on right there no it was very few that that was something out of way out of the norm all right it wasn't something because um the magazine you know it was to me like a gold card man it it was like a credit card with no limit you could go back then at those times, which Robert did a lot. We had these, um, and Larry did a lot. Yeah. I know Johnny did some. It's Larry Gonzalez, Johnny Lazoya, uh, Salvador Casillas. Um, these are original photographers back in the day. Uh, uh, Chavez. I forget Chavez's name. Um, I think it's Gus Chavez, but I'm not sure. Um, but that was San Fernando. Yeah, but there's a whole bunch of reps up north and yeah. Bakersfield, Harvey Reyes. But you said it's like oh, so, Harvey's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, you said so it's what, like a gold card, huh? Yeah. So what happens when these guys would put together in '79, '80, and I think '81, we did three issues of anniversary issue, which was getting your car club together, or even your gang, and you take a group picture of it. And we just flooded the magazine with all these group pictures. I, I have all three of those issues. It's a blue cover, uh, kind of a... Oh, the blue anniversary. purple cover. Yeah. And then there's uh, one with the front end of a car, kind yeah. of cartoon. The anniversary ones, yeah. Those three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you go into an area, you're brand new into that area. You're not known. So these, these either the gang members or even the lowrider guys don't know who you are. But you pull out the magazine and say, hey, I'm with Lowrider Magazine. Yeah. I came here to do an article. So access, all access. And <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing changed. Yeah, the whole demeanor the, the changed. Yeah. The friendliness came in, the yeah. handshakes. Nice. They were happy to see you. Nice. But it was like a, it was, I don't want to ever, ever consider the magazine to be 
compared to the Bible. I, I right, right. I'm a no. Bible man for right. forty years. Yeah. I've been doing it, but some people try to say that. I, no, no, not for you. There's yeah. nobody that sacrificed their life and lowrider for, for right. anybody here. Only one person did that. That's yeah, Jesus I, Christ. Yeah. So getting back to the to the, the areas. You go in these areas, man. I'm kidding you. We, we it was a it was a gold pass card to come right on in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've been on the cover of some of these magazines, huh? Yeah, I've done a a few of these, couple of these covers for sure. Um, they always wanted. They had stuff going down where they were going to do a certain cover for a certain time of season or something. Right. Uh huh. So I turned around and I have my zoot suit that I bought back in '79 mm -hmm. from. Uh, Ray and, and Phyllis Estrada from El Pachuco. Oh, yeah, from the this shop in Pachuco shop. When they yeah. first started, yeah. and they had a, a mm -hmm. shop in Fullerton. Yeah. Um, so I went down there and had one made. It's one with the black pants and the mm -hmm. white coat, real long white coat. So I'm looking at that now, and yeah. this is uh, December 1980. Uh, uh, this is like a, a Christmas edition. That is Northwoods Inn over up in um, Pasadena, Temple City. Um, and and that's you, Santa Claus, Santa yeah. Zoot Suit, yeah. In my Zoot Suit. How did that? Did you know they're going to do that to you, or did they say we need a Santa Zoot Suit, or what happened here? Just and, got told in the office, hey, we need you out here with your white Zoot Suit. Okay. And, and this, you know, Sal Casillas was very keen on these kind of yeah uh, settings, and uh, he had the eye. He's seen me in my Zoot Suit at events. And he had the eye for me. To, for what he wanted to do. Okay. For, for what he wanted to set up. So he would, he'd pick a couple of models like he did there. Okay. All right. It was Olivia, and Gonzalez, and Laura. Nice. And uh, they went to Montebello High School. Whose car is that? And the car is a 54 Chevy convertible, turquoise, which is Julio. Julio Relas. Uh, Relas from the mm -hmm. Duke's Car Club. Yeah. Uh, the it only time like, he uh, ever put rims on it, True though. classics. It's a stock convertible. Yeah. But he put the rims on. For really the nice. Shoot. Really nice with the spokes. Yeah. Real nice touch. Yeah, those were uh, uh, true. I think those true were race? true classic. True classic, right? Yeah. Or with true. The kind no, of, no. You know what? See yeah, the gold, those are true classic. With the gold medallion almost. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Uh, all right. So then the other one, you're in disguise as well. The other one that you're, the other cover that you're on, you're in disguise. What? What's that one? Yeah, that was a Halloween issue. Uh -huh. Over here. The, yeah. yeah. Orange one on the bottom. Okay. Yeah, tell us about this Halloween issue. <laughs> this one's really cool, man. This is probably one of my favorite ones. This is October 81, Lowrider Magazine, Halloween edition. And you are where? And who's where? Who's what? <laughs> I'm the one in the white zoot suit again. It's nice. the same zoot suit. Is it the same one? And, yeah, look at that. And I have, uh, yeah. I have a Dracula mask on nice. with my hat. Yeah. And then in the picture, I'm holding Sonny Madrid's hand, who's the owner of Lowrider Magazine. This is Sonny but Madrid here, the when, fly. This was when the Medfly came out. So, well, so he had a oh, Medfly mask. Okay. Nobody wanted to go in there and do the Medfly. He's trying to get someone to do it. He goes, what's wrong with all you guys? It's just a mask. No one's going to know who you are. He goes, you know what? I'll do it. The, <laughs> what did you call it? The Medfly? Medfly. There was, Med. a, there was a thing that this whole area got contaminated with this little fly. Oh, shit. Like and a fruit fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a fruit fly. Oh, wow. That's and right. It yeah. It was called the med fly. And I remember that. Early 80s when this happened. Yeah. So when Halloween came up, what, is, what do they do in the marketing world? They make a med fly right. mask yeah. to sell for Halloween. And he's got a lowrider hat so got, on. Yeah. And I, 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 I've never heard that story, that, <laughs> that Sunny. That hat. Who would have known that? 
nobody knows. Yeah. Nobody, nobody would ever nobody. know that, hey, that's Sunny Madrid. Only and the ones keep, that were there for the full You keep calling him the owner. Is that, is that, is that, would that be the right way? Because I've always said co, co-founder, co-creator. He's the sole owner of this magazine. His name is owner. You look it up, he was owner. Yeah, all right. You know, yeah, you have a couple other guys that helped in the beginning, but one person became the owner, and that was him. Yeah, and who's and, this? And here? just so you know, that hat that he's wearing, yeah, I still have it. You still have that lowrider red man? hat. Yeah. With the, that's, that's badass. <laughs> the lowrider logo <laughs> yeah. with the little man. It's yeah, lowrider. So you top, have the mask and I, and that Sunny Madrid is wearing for the yeah. Halloween. See, I get a, I get kind of excited. Yeah, about I don't this have stuff. a mask, man. I just no, I know the yeah, the, the, the hat. hat. I'm sorry, the hat. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and then these are some car people. Who's this here? Who's the woman? Here? Uh, the woman was Grace Soto. She's uh, like. Dracula's girlfriend, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> put on makeup. Did you just find this kid walking around or something? Yeah, and, a little yeah. boy was just sitting around watching us do what we were doing. He must have been eight years old or something. Mm-hmm. But he was willing to put on a devil mask and join yeah. in on the photo shoot, so we got him to do that. Nice. And Sal Casillas is the one that puts these things together. Yeah. He's yeah, he's uh, good at very he's very compassionate voice. Okay. And he's good at asking people to do things. These is uh, then, Evergreen, or where'd you say this that one? That was, uh, no, the Calvary. Calvary, Calvary Cemetery. Cemetery. in the front gates. And it was, it was in October when you guys did this, the photo shoot? The, no, that's when the magazine printed. Okay. Uh, we did that probably, we're always like two months ahead of time. Yeah, right, okay. So maybe beginning September, and probably the end of October, sometime in October. We yeah. All right, all right. Now, um... I want to get into your build because it's just, it, it blows my mind how young you were, you know, and what you were doing at the time for that. And, and I will. Um, but I wanted to ask you, um, how did you, and what club did you start kind of gravitate, gravitating? Wait, wait, wait. Before. Yeah, that's nice. The Boulevard Night. All right. Last, last thing I'll ask you before we start talking about your club and, and the build, the 50 Merc, the chop build. Um, this magazine cover here, it's got like some weird limousine kind of, uh, it looks like a 65 almost and, and something. What, what's up with this? This was like the Lowrider magazine uh, uh, staff car. What, what is yep, it? Yeah, that was our staff car. Um, Sonny found a guy. I think it was Sonny or Larry, one of the two, but there was a guy up in Fresno that put two 65 Chevys together, put a front end of a, a Continental and the rear end of a Cadillac on it. Wow. came out really nice, but it was a stretch. It was a really big stretch level. Yeah. And we used to just drive it around. It was like a lowrider. It, like... it was lifted in the front. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and wow. it just... It just and the guy, what did he do? He sold it to... To uh, Sunny, we or? leased it. We leased, leased it, it from that guy. So when our lease was up, he just took it back. Yeah, and this is Montebello Park. Huh? And we did a thing on uh, when, this was when this issue here is September '79. Mm-hmm. It's on the front cover. Um, it's talking about the closing of Whittier Boulevard because mm-hmm. that's when they closed it. Okay. Um, and also, um, uh, we promoted a lot with it. Okay. When we with this did car. our yeah. first convention center car show. Yeah. Of anybody. I mean, there was other car shows before us, mm-hmm. uh, Show and Custom, which mm-hmm. was uh, Carlos Carvajal and, and Bugs Ochoa. Yeah. They put a, a Show and Custom at the Great Western Exhibit, which was a facility kind of like of a horses, and, and they would do horse shows there. They would do uh, uh, 
the the LA Roadsters would do their Father's Day thing there, mm -hmm. which was a bunch of hot rod guys come out, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, powwows would be there. Mm. But anyways, um, Carlos and Bugs would have these car shows there. Yeah. 77, I think right, they started. Right, yeah. But we had the, the first one at the LA Convention Center, mm -hmm. indoor convention center. So when we did that, that's where we got this car for to help promote it. Mm -hmm. And they, they actually did a piece. I had I have it somewhere, but they did a piece on... Um, uh, it was a morning show on Channel 7. Um, LA Breakfast or LA mm -hmm. something, but it was with Steve Garvey and, and oh, his wow. wife, Cindy. Oh, wow. And they came out and did a, an interview. They, they We were doing the car show, so they got some airtime, and they brought the this limousine that the we had. limousine. Lowrider yeah. limo. Mm -hmm. And also Leonard Diaz of Lifestyle Car Club with his crazy Camino. Oh, okay. It he was came out, and he mm -hmm. was there, too. So Yeah, I've seen footage I, of that, actually, yeah. with the crazy Camino. I don't remember the, the... I'll look for it, though, this time, the, the Lowrider limousine. Yeah, it was right. an LA morning show. Yeah. And, and okay. Yeah, I've seen I've seen the yeah. footage with I remember uh, Crazy Camino in it. Um, okay. Yeah. So they, you guys they, had a good time then, huh? They, yeah. On yeah. that limo though, there's like silver dollars right behind the door. Uh huh. And if you push those silver dollars, the doors pop. The doors open. pop. And and Cindy Garvey got a big kick out of that. She's, <laughs> she's, she's look at these dollar bills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a really good. Um, uh, video that came out and uh, also interview uh, podcast interview with Tijuana Rick who's been who's been doing this stuff but he's he was talking to one of the gentlemen that worked up in um, up Northern California early lowrider magazine uh, and he was talking about one of the uh, one of the uh, car that he had that was painted by Bugs too because Bugs wanted to kind of bring it out too to his shows as well, and that's the the shows that you're talking about. You guys, yeah, those that. they were called Show and Custom. Show and Custom, all right. And they're really good shows. They they had hopping going on, yeah, at those shows, but they were really good. I I actually there's pictures somewhere that I have mm -hmm. my car in there. I had wire wheels on it at one. Oh, time. that's him. Look, folks. that's uh, that's Andy's. Yeah, see that, and that's um, the guy that he interviewed is also from. He was from New Style. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It might even be this this uh, picture right here from Andy's hydraulics. Yeah, see, hitting back bumper. Um, so, you started kind of hanging out, rolling with Dukes, huh? Yeah, I did do a. Uh, I did join the the car club just a little bit after I joined Lowrider Magazine. Okay, so it was I, after the. Yeah, okay. I've been wanting to join a car club. Mm -hmm. It was getting close to going to Imperials or Group. You know, some of these big clubs that were out here in East L.A. Because I'm from East L.A. Yeah. But my mom grew up down the street from Julio and, uh, mm -hmm. and Fernando Rellis, Oscar Rellis, yeah. Ernie Rellis. Mm -hmm. But grew up down the street from where they grew up. Yeah. Which was, they're on 42nd in Long Beach. My mom's on 23rd in Long Beach. Mm -hmm. So some of my mom's young brothers went to school with the Rellis. Oh, okay. okay. So they know so they of that. each other. Yeah. So I just decided... When I went to the 79 Super Show, I had my car in there mm -hmm. uh, for the magazine. Dukes were in there, too. And I got approached by two gentlemen, which uh, was Ernie Rellis and uh, uh, Joe uh, Alvarado. Mm -hmm. These were members of the Dukes. Yeah. I didn't know Ernie was one of the brothers, yeah, but okay. these were guys from the Dukes. And they were inviting me to come down to the clubhouse on 42nd in Long Beach to come to a meeting. They you know, interested in me joining the club, and 
So I did go down there, and that's when we were talking, and I found out where they were. Um, uh, I said, oh, wait a minute. These are the same guys that I've been talking to as a kid on my bicycle. Because mm -hmm. when I used to go stay on 23rd and Long Beach, I'd ride my bike up, and I'd talk to Julio a lot as a kid, as a young teenager. Because I get my uncle's bike and go up there and just see the old cars. I'm in yeah. I like old cars, you yeah. know, can I say. So I started talking to him. So when I went over there, and I said, hey, man, this is what's going on. Yeah. So I ended up joining the club. Uh, it was September of 79 when I got in there. So in 79 and a little bit before that, see, um, your, your car is unique in the sense that it is, and I'm not, I'm not big familiar with the whole custom car, uh, hot rods, low rods. I'm not, I'm not too familiar with it. But at that time, what, what was it like, you know, kind of cruising with these lowrider clubs, or, or was it not even really like a lowrider club? Was it just a car club? You know what I mean? And how were you accepted with, with your kind of uh, customized car? Um, you know, was there a difference at all? There was a difference because it would show when we would go some places that lowriders were just cars. They didn't do much body changes as far as the ones that were street driven. Now, don't get me wrong. There was a lot of custom cars that were done in the 60s um, that became lowriders. They did a lot of work to these cars. There was like, say, Nick Denary from Bachelor's Car Club, the president. If I remember right, he had about a 70 Camaro 72 Camaro or something like that. But he had Bill Hines, which was a big lead man back in the day of doing custom cars. And he'd work lead all the time. Um, he got his car and put a, a Rolls Royce grill on the front. And uh, Bill Hines did that for Bill him. Hines did that. Um, and then painted it a real nice candy, too. Real, really good candy. But that was, you know, they would change taillights. They would do certain things, take off moldings, mm -hmm. take off door handles. But there were some that really went extreme in the 60s, and you can't even tell what they are if you look at them. Howard Gribble is a great, great friend of mine. And this guy documented with a 35... I, I documented too, but I had my 110 Polaroid camera. <laughs> you can't do much with those cameras when you reprint them. The negative is so small. But good old Howard Gribble, man, that guy had a 35-millimeter camera, yeah, color film, yeah. and he went to the R.G. Canning show, right. the Trident car shows, right. the World of Wheels car shows, and every once in a while, there'd be a few lowriders in there. Right. I was myself going in those car shows myself in the late 70s, yeah. but I'm talking in the 60s, yeah. early 70s, so then the, the R.G. Canning shows, the lowriders were really coming out to fill up a whole row. Like I said, Bachelor's Car Club was somebody that would bring out a lot of cars. Imperials would bring out their cars. Group would bring out their cars. So, Steve, at that time, were they so, custom car hot rod shows or were they just car shows where the lowriders started kind of filling in the To the me, aisles? well, they didn't push lowriders, the name. They were, um, so they were more hot rod custom car shows. And then when the lowriders started coming in, they realized they needed to make changes a little bit. To start bringing in more lowriders but that was early 70s but then these car shows started saying hey you know what like bugs and carlos hey let's start doing our own shows we don't need to be going with those guys we can do our own and just have all lowriders because now everybody wants to go in not just these car clubs it seemed like 
It was only car clubs going in those shows, mm-hmm. not right. individuals. Right, you see individual. a car over here. Right. You know, professionals was a black car club over by Watts area. Mm-hmm. They they had amazing stuff. Santa Ana would come out with classics mm-hmm. with Charlie Lopez and and uh, and uh, uh, gosh, I can't remember the guys' names. But anyways, uh, uh, they would come out from Santa. That they had custom. So certain areas those would kind of come out and. Yeah. Those guys did a lot of body changes. Okay. Classics. Uh, Joe Moreno was another guy. So your car was accepted, huh, with Dukes? So, yeah, so I, I came across and, and uh, talking to Fernando and Julio and the other members, you know, it seemed like back then we, we weren't that big. We didn't even have... The first chapter that came out of Dukes was Northern Cal. Because we were Southern Cal, so Northern Cal. And that was Steve Cadillo opening up that chapter up there. But I think I joined right before that happened. But in meeting the members, the, the original Dukes, meeting Fernando and Oscar and Julio and Ernesto, Renee. Renee's quite younger than the other brothers, but Renee's there. He was always there all the time, you know, helping with anything, you know. But... There was just a brotherhood that we had, a unity that was really strong. I mean, there was rules and, and things you had to follow and, and certain things you could do and couldn't do to become a member. Mm. I qualified for all of them. The only one I did not qualify for, and I didn't think I was going to get in, Yeah, you had to be 21 and over, and I was only 18. <laughs> so, you were 18? 18. All right, I mean, you were 18. You've had the Berg for a little while, and you're working at Lowrider Magazine. Little we write a magazine. I'm joining Duke Car Club, and and those you started guys all this stuff really young. These guys go to bars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, everybody's over 21, uh-huh. you know. So they go, and I can't go. No, I can't go. go in. I, I can't go in. So he, they. So what I would do, uh-huh. I'd go, but I'd hang out with the cars in the parking lot. Okay, all right. Take care of the cars in a way. Okay, all right. So that was kind of what I did if I did do something like that. There were a few places, but you never caught anything like what I'm saying is. Your car is considered, I don't know if it, it's a custom. It's a custom, and it might even fall under, I mean, again, I don't know much about hot rods or low rods or any, any type of rods, but it, it's a custom. Were you kind of giving any grief at the time for running, like, lowrider club, or or was there other custom cars in lowrider clubs? How, how did they intertwine? How did they mesh, or was it a problem? Well, or at those days, was it just like, no, nah, man, it was just like, if you had a nice car, it's a nice car, it's it's clean, it's going to roll with us, plaqued, right? Well, when you, you look at my car, it's, it's a custom, but there's different styles of customs, too. Okay. So, mine falls into a traditional style, okay. which means um, these are like the tradition, traditional cars are like the ones that were first, as far as Mercury's go, 49, 50, 51 Mercury's. When they built those cars in the early 50s and even into the later 50s, it was kind of one style. It was just a traditional style, which meant if you have a car, like let's take mine for instance. It's a 1950 Mercury, but I have a 54 Chevy grille on the front. I have 52 Ford headlights Frenched in in the front. I have instead of a 50 Merc grille, I have a 51 Merc grille. With the bumper guard being a 55 Pontiac rear bumper guard on the front. Then I got 49 Cadillac hubcaps. When you go down the side, the side is 55 Chevy moldings. Mm-hmm. 
and you go to the rear I took off the 50 rear quarter panels and put 51 quarter panels so we can accept the 52 Lincoln taillights mm -hmm. and the 51 Merc bumper on the back yeah kept the original bumper guard and then cut holes in the corner of the bumper to have the tailpipes come through there like a Cadillac. Wow. And that was the purpose so you won't squash your tailpipes right, under the bumper. Riding so low, yeah. Riding so low because I wasn't lifted yet. Yeah, okay. So my car is traditional because the oldest piece on my car is the 55 Chevy moldings on the side from mm -hmm. the Chevy. Gotcha. So back then you would build cars interchanging parts and in, 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 uh, from other cars mm -hmm. onto yours. So it kept it traditional. This was a traditional way of, of doing it. Traditional meaning like a 60s style? Like what they were doing in 60s or what, what do you no, mean? No, that's, that's a whole different okay. traditional style. But this is solid paints oh, gotcha. and using cars, parts from other cars within about a five-year okay. year era span. All right. The, a lot of like grills could be interchanged. Mine, like it says, a 54 Chevy grill, but I yeah. put four more teeth on it. Yeah. So it's doubled up. It doesn't. It just has more teeth. And there's people that put and, even more. And this, this again, I, I'm not too, you know, um, uh, keen. I, 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 I'm not too like knowledgeable with with these kind of cars and these traditional um, customs. But they seem like this is the year that Sada after to be chopped the most, right? And was this the kind in uh, American Graffiti? Yeah, um, the American Graffiti, yeah, that was a 51 Merc. Okay, um, okay. And that one was done, they chopped it in a matter of two weeks. All they did was cut the top. The back window, they didn't do anything to it, but lower it into the trunk. Okay. And then they tacked it all back okay. on and did some body. But I mean, this is the popular one but to chop, right? This the is the one that everybody looks for. Yeah, yeah, those and also the 39 and 40 Mercs. Yeah, okay. Uh, those two are very big. My good friend Eddie Tovar has a, a, 40, a 39 chop Merc. Yeah. And there's an old custom that Barris did for uh, Nick Montanagra. Um, that car was a like one of the first cars to be chopped from the 30s, yeah. the way they did it. Um, and this was the, a 39 Merc, but that car, from what I understand, it fell off a trailer and got destroyed. Oh, wow. But there's been clones of it. But Eddie Tovar had just recently, last year, finished his. And man, that thing looks just like it uh, uh Montanaga's uh, that uh, it just looks just like it. Okay. He's got even trophies from back in the day. So when he displays it, he puts those old trophies out. Yeah. He's got show cards that uh, Nick used to put out with his. It that that car really is nice. But yeah, the Mercury is a is a well sought after car for chopping. For the exactly top. for that for custom. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But now, like I said, mine is traditional. Right. Then you got different categories now that these mercs are coming out with okay with, with different types of colors you got flames on them okay. you've got uh different types of uh, styles so not, that not using puts them the in old a different category yeah, it, right it goes into a more modern they even use bigger uh, the rims with the big tires so in those days in like the early days of lowrider magazine uh late 70s of whittier boulevard would you see a lot more customs was there a good amount of customs you know, what was that like? Whittier Boulevard, you'd, the customs that would come out were more lowrider cars over there. That wasn't an area that you would uh, roll hot rods and uh, custom cars and stuff. If you did that, you you would probably go over to uh, Van Nuys. Well, Van Nuys would be one area. Uptown Whittier was another area. That was more for the muscle cars. 
and then you had Bellflower. Bellflower is where the customs and the hot rods mostly hung out. That was their, their area. That yeah, was that yeah, Bellflower yeah, area. That too, yeah. It was um, the time it, at that time it was called Harvey's Boiler, mm -hmm. which uh, um, turned into uh, Big Boy's uh, Burger. Now it's okay. the one on Firestone. Oh yeah, the, uh -huh, yeah. But originally that was. Back then, that was the, the hangout for the guys in the 50s. Okay. The Harvey's Barler at the time. You got the cover of Street Rotter, right? Street Rotter. Yeah, August you, 1977. How old were you? <laughs> August I was 1977. 16 years old, bro. 16 years old. You were 16 old. years old. I'm in, the, I'm in my your car. Mercury. Yep. And pretty lady <laughs> outside of the car model, right? Well, who was she? Uh, that was Sandy Swift, girlfriend from Montebello High School. That was, so that was your girlfriend. Yeah. You're 16 years old. You're on the cover of Street. How did that happen? <laughs> well, that, How did that happen that, to a 16 year old? I know, that's, dude, I'm a 16 year old Chicano on the front cover of White Man's Magazine. Figure that out with <laughs> a custom work. <laughs> but what, yeah. the way I that. It just blew my mind a little bit, man. Just like yeah. you're, you saying it's, that. That's a huge yeah, deal. All right. It's a little Chicano kid <laughs> out of East LA. But the deal was, my dad worked for LAPD at the time. There's a well known historian for the custom world and that's greg sharp and pat gunnell and rest uh, r.i.p to pat gunnell he just passed away this past year um the guy loved that that guy he he was drag racing these old style drag racing little cars and something happened he just he lost control of it it wouldn't stop and it, it crashed at the end of the drag strip. but anyways those two guys, Greg Sharp, Pat Grinnell, they knew my, my they met my dad, uh, Greg Sharp did, uh, my dad worked at LAPD, In the body, body shop, shop department okay. body shop, at yeah. that time, mm -hmm. and Greg Sharp was a motor cop, and he would come in, get things done for my dad for his car, his, his motorcycle, and those guys liked to personalize them, so my dad would extend himself for Greg. But they got to talk about cars and to found his, out... To his patrol bike? Or to his patrol okay, bike, yeah. Uh -huh, okay, they uh -huh. do their own thing. So he started, yeah. So they uh, got talking about cars somehow, and my dad found out that he was a big uh, custom car guy back in the day. And uh, with, with George Barris and all the other uh, big-time customizers, Gene Winfield and uh, Joe Balon... Um, I mentioned him earlier, the lead slinger, Bill Hines. So anyways, it was a big deal back then. And other other shops too, you know, they got Valley yeah. Customs and things. This but anyways, is 70s, huh? 70s, 70s? This is uh, 70s, yeah. Okay. So my dad finds out um, about this and then tells him we're building a Merc for my dad, for, for my son, uh, which is me. And your dad was a Merc guy too. Yeah, he owned one when he was, a, a, when he got married, he, he bought one pretty much a lot like mine, only he didn't chop his. So he's excited that you want to build a bird. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we're doing it. You yeah. know, we're just doing it, me and him in the backyard in nice. the garage. You know? Nice. A little gas welder, you know, settling and oxygen and his snap-on tools and all his lead, lead stuff. <laughs> that was crazy. Um, but, yeah, so he ended up talking to Greg. So they wanted to photo shoot. Uh, uh, document my car as we built it. So they came over, Greg and Pat, took some pictures, documented, talked a little bit. They must have came over maybe three times. And then 
So they come over just to see you just guys building it. Okay. They, they wanted to cover my car for a feature later. So they knew this car is going to get done. So let's start documenting it soon, and right? Because it's and a you were documenting it too. Yeah. And because of a, a, being a traditional style, this was a style that no longer was existing and Mercs were no longer being charged. So when you did your car, there, you didn't see these kind of cars in the 70s. No it, no, it went to muscle cars. What made you want to build at that time this kind of car? The pictures of my dad's okay. old cars. Okay. I, I have pictures of it when, in a wedding in the 50s. Okay, all right. Over at La Loma Park, um, over here in Monterey Park, mm -hmm. um, the park they used to go to. And then there's another one, my, both my parents sitting on a fender, but it looks like they pulled over somewhere, like okay. coming out. down from Crystal Lake or something. Yeah. Okay. They used to go up there. So just seeing his pictures and... Then the American Graffiti came out. Okay. James Dean with Rebel Without a Cause. That's my number one movie. Okay. So, so the influences had, were there. The, the Mercs were in it. Yeah. These Mercs were in those. those and did they program. give you a timeline, Steve? Like, hey, we need a car. Or well, did they not tell you you're going to get the cover? What happened to the cover of Street Rider for August 77 on how I got that was Rich Zucci was, is a, a custom car guy um, up north. And he had a, a car, which at the time was, I think, purple. Um, it was called Coup, Coup 50. Coup 49, Coup 50. No way, Coup 49. <laughs> now I can't even remember the year. But anyways, it was like mine. So they, they, they were repainting that car. and going to do a candy red, silver bottom. And when they were going to redo it, um, they wanted to put this on this special Merc issue okay. in 77 that Pat Grinnell had been putting together. Okay. Yeah. He has a series of, of all kinds of cars in that special yeah. issue. Yeah. And So it was a Merc issue. It was itself. a special okay. Merc issue. Okay, yeah. And they did one before in 74 with Charlie Lopez's Merc. His 49 Nostalgia Sleeper was on the cover. Okay. And that was a November 74 issue. Um, and that was a special Merc issue. So they only did two. That was the one that Charlie got the cover on and mine. Okay. The one I did. All right. So they needed to have a, a car they did not, that was going to be brand new. Nobody had seen yet. Oh, okay. Got you. Yeah. So mine was being followed, but Rich Zucci was the one they had picked to do the to cover. To do the cover. But he was doing some really nice stuff to his car and was not going to rush it. Okay. He said he wouldn't be able to paint it till November. And they needed and the we issue. we were talking about this in June. Okay. Get All this right. going. So he's said, I'm not, I'm not going to rush my car. I'm going to build it. I'm not going to, or I'm going to tear it down and build, repaint well, it. Well, he was already there. Okay. It was right. already being done. He All was right. blocking it out, letting it cure, to get okay. ready to lay some paint. All right. But he wasn't going to rush that. All right. He was doing candies. I'm doing acrylic lacquer. Okay. Mine, and what about you? You're rushing it or no? Mine was easy to do. Acrylic lacquer is easy to paint. Yeah. So it's just a stock color. So what happened was they come back to my dad, Pat and, and Greg. And tell them, hey, if you can get your car painted in two weeks, we got this special Merc issue we're going to come out with. And the thing was that Pat Grinnell worked for Street Rider at the time, and he was getting pressured to hurry up and get your special Merc issue done. It needs to come out. We need to get this done and over with. It was taking, I don't know if it was taking too long or what the reasons were, but he was getting his buttons pushed by the higher-ups to get this uh, issue printed. So Pat came to us and said, hey, if you can get your, told my dad, if you can get this car done in two weeks, 
we'll give you the front cover. So he took two weeks off work. I was kind of missing school a little bit, and I was getting in trouble, but <laughs> got to get my car So going. you're in high school, Catwell High School right here. Catwell still, High yeah. School in, Mon- All right. in Montebello. And there's you and, and your dad building. We're trying to get this car done. This was, like I said, this was almost at the end of school. I had tests and finals. And All right, so you're putting this car together. This paint, looks, this paint looks fresh. How fresh is that paint on the well, cover? On the cover of the, of the magazine, the paint is only two days old. We painted it. Two days. And the following day, we buff water sanded it and buffed it. Acrylic lacquer dries hard, so we can do it the next day. So we just buffed it. Didn't wax it because if you, you can buff a, an acrylic lacquer paint, yeah. and it has to cure for about thirty days before you can wax it. But you can sand it and polish it, and the the all the toxins will the thinners will evaporate out of it, so it won't crack if you don't wax it. But if you got to wait about 30 days for that. So anyways, we were able to get it and get a good shine to it and get it done. And did they tell you, like, hey, we're, we want you in the car and your girlfriend? or Yeah, Pat, Pat's the one that staged all that. Okay, so they had let you know. The and other, so the you other, had it done. Yeah. The, well, the other thing, too, on, on this car, the paint is only two days old. And the chrome took it all to a chrome shop. And the chrome is only one day old. We wow. got it all back the day before. We Whoa. just buffed it out. Was, and is put there, everything back Steve, on is there anything on these pictures here from this magazine that you that you can say, but look, I'm missing this, or I wanted to add this. Is there anything on it, or was it done? Like a no, a this day? wasn't done. Um, okay. the, the deal was on this. This is August '77 issue. We rushed it, of course, because we wanted that cover, but we knew the outside of the car could get done and look good. I'm missing my Appleton spotlights that I okay. wanted to have okay. on there. All right. Uh, the moldings, because they were just polished and brought back and only a day old. The 55 moldings, so I didn't get to spray the white paint in the molding that okay. it's supposed to okay. have. So it just, right. it's just a polished you molding. Can't, you can't, I can't see any of it. You know what I mean? I yeah. see it and it looks like a, it looks like a car if, that's just been, you If you had a 55 you know, Chevy, this would be a white strip run. Yeah, like, got you. Kind of like a white Got one. you, got you, got you. But I'm just so saying. That, that, those two things right. I wish I could have probably got that done. The interior... My good friend, uh, Yoya from JNR Upholstery, mm-hmm. he did it um, about a, two months later. He completed the interior. Okay, okay. But the interior we did do, I had a couple of my high school friends, uh, Archie and John Posada. Their dad was an upholstery guy. Okay. So I bought some plywood. Those guys came over, and they yeah. fitted all the plywood, cut it. And my brother-in-law, Bobby Medina, who was president of the Bold Ones Car Club back in the late 60s um he had some material that was in a roll that you unroll it and if you cut it out it had cutouts for dune buggy seats wow so you would cut those out and use that so what i did i don't know where my dad got that roll from but he had it and i unrolled it i said dude let's just cover it like this yeah so what so if if i you ever see some interior shots Probably like maybe this okay. one mm-hmm. of the door pounds. Mm-hmm. You'll see that it looks funny. You don't know what that is, and yeah. all it is is a cutout for a doom buggy seat. Because we didn't cut them out. We just <laughs> that's you and your dad, and that's <laughs> you and your dad working on the car in the driveway. Yeah, yeah. All right. This is this is that. Uh, well, that that again. was the photo shoot. Pat oh, this is the same photo Those shoot. Okay, the same day. So that these that, are all. All, all these, these are in the, the magazine or part of their magazine. Congratulations, man. I I'm really kind of um, impressed, floored by. 
by something like this. I, again, I'm not big on, on understanding or, or knowledge about customs or rods or anything like that. But the fact that what you said, I'm a kid from East LA, I'm 16 years old. I get the cover of a white Rodster magazine, you know, and the, and the fact that you documented, they documented. And, and I mean, this just alone, like these kind of like are so memorable, right? You and your dad building it, yeah. You know, there's a guy, the um, Augustino. Awesome. Uh, He's a big custom guy that sells cars. Uh, he, he builds really beautiful customs. John D'Agostino, good friend of mine. Um, they were having a birthday party at uh, Bob's Boiler over there in Downey for Bill Hines. And a lot of the custom guys came out and John D'Agostino was there. And uh, my good friend who passed away of COVID God bless him. Joe Figueroa. He's big in the custom scene. He's big with custom Mercs. He's got a, he's had a couple of Mercs. He's big in low riding. He knew Fernando. And, uh, he went to school with Fernando Rallis. And um, they hung out a lot. But anyways, he became a good friend of mine. He saw my Merc and parked on Garfield. And, uh, and uh, pulled over and saw me. And we became good friends of that. But anyways, he introduced me to John D'Agostino, and I knew who John was already from magazines and magazines. I had never physically met him. And John was so, such a good guy, very humble, very gracious. I met him, and he goes, you're Steve Gonzalez? He goes, is your dad here? And my dad had already had passed. I said, no, he's passed. He goes, oh, that's too bad. He goes, you know, Steve, let me tell you something. Your car on the front cover of that Street Rider magazine is what's is what started this wave of custom works again it got me to to really get into customs again he goes but that you know and a lot of time they tell me me but it's you know it's it's my car my car did it you know it was on that special merc issue in 77 and all the mercs that you see now they tell me that issue and there's a lot of guys that like i'm on facebook and i'm on a lot of mercury sites and things and there's a lot of people that dial in with me on, on Facebook. Really, really good guys just saying, Hey, Steve, I still got that magazine that you wow. came out on next to my table. And one guy came out in Hot Rod Magazine with his Merc, and it was similar to mine. So I kind of was reading it. My friend told me about it. Hey, go get lower, uh, Hot Rod. There's something in the back about you. And I, so I look at it, and this guy was... He cloned my car, or tried to clone it, you know, he says, I, I, and he talked about Steve Gonzalez and his, uh, the Street Rider magazine, that, man, I knew one day I'd get a Merc and I'd build one. Wow. But I've wow. had that happen to yeah. me. you influenced. Probably building, yeah. more than a dozen times yeah. that people Strictly. have cloned my car. Strictly and, traditional. And just uh -huh. really appreciated that wow. article, that mm -hmm. magazine, the special Merc issue mm -hmm. that Pat Grinnell did. Yeah. It was really great. And so that's something that kind of, um, you know, you take honor in that, something that you, you know. Well, it, it's, a, it's, it's a really big, big honor that if somebody wants to clone yeah. your car. Right. In, in the car world, in the, in the car enthusiasts and the yeah. hobbyists and everything, that is, if that happens, you really got something it's a huge there compliment. that it's, it's just a huge compliment. Yeah, right. And, and I, really, I really hold that, you know, close because the car was built with my dad's hands. You know, and, and ideas that he had. That's another thing. You, I don't know if you're familiar with the Hirohata Merc, but the Hirohata Mercs, 
it just sold at an auction for like two million dollars and uh, wow bob hirahata built that merc with george barris had it built there okay sam barris was the main uh, uh builders uh george's brother on yeah. that car okay and there was also a police officer that worked on it too another guy junior um but anyways that was the guys that worked at george's barris's shop all right and um that hero had a merc uh, my dad was actually to find through greg sharp because they both worked at lapd they found bob Hirohata, and i actually was able to get for a birthday gift my dad was able to buy those appleton spotlights from bob out of a box wow like brand new yeah he had like five sets still put away and he sold them <laughs> sold one set to my dad he yeah. showed him pictures of my car oh okay yeah but bob was was murdered under his car changes his, i think he was changing his mom's oil he was involved oh. with some gambling stuff oh, he was wow. a japanese guy oh shit. okay so they, they never did find out what happened there all right all right so steve you have all this memorabilia posters pictures um magazines clothes right so Baseball i feel like hats. i feel okay hats. i feel Peachy, like when you were there you haven't seen them yet but i have them sitting in the back pt folders um glass mugs everything lowrider magazine it's all dusty because they're sitting right the but everything so you're gonna trip out and one thing that if you'd like we can do i have my briefcase that i found right now when i was looking yeah from the last day i walked out of lowrider magazine and i don't think i've opened it but once well we can open it and see what's in there yeah 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 <laughs> let's do that yeah let's do a whole recording of that can, yeah let's see what's doing that so in that time it seemed like i know there's keychains in there but at that time it seemed like they were doing i mean you even told me there was a a, a lowrider beer a lowrider magazine beer or even the idea there was of an idea of a okay. lowrider beer and sunny made t-shirts or shirts with them and they were actually advertised in Lowrider magazine. They put really? them in there to advertise yeah. to see if people would buy them. Well, again, I'm the distribution manager from 79. And I did the southern area. And Sylvia Madrid, which was Sonny's sister, okay. was the northern distribution mm -hmm. uh, person, manager. Yeah. So um, we would coordinate. So whenever I needed something down here... They would get sent to me, like the magazines would get sent by Smizer Trucking at first, and then we went to Viking Trucking. Smizer was located, if I remember right, if I get them both right, was in Pico Rivera, off of Paramount. And then uh, uh, Viking, we switched over to them, and they were in Anaheim at that time. So we would, I would get nine drivers, they'd meet me there, and I'd give them the route books for the stores they're going to in certain cities, mm -hmm. multiple. And I'd give them how many magazines they would need to deliver for all the stores that we had. And they would take off from there. Now, I couldn't do that until I did one thing first. And that was Sonny's mom, Lola, which is Dolores, but Lola Madrid, she lived in Calexico. She told me before I service anybody that I better send her her magazines first. First. So I would have to go to Greyhound and put them <laughs> on a bus. No. And she'd take them. And then after I get that done, they, then she would get them, them. And then I'd go meet everybody at the 
distribute the. Well, the what, do you, what do you mean? You would deliver them to Sunny Madrid's mom, or you would? What do you on mean? Greyhound on Greyhound bus, I would you go would, to Greyhound bus and ship them to her. You had to have her get she the first magazine. She told me do that, do me first before you do anybody, anybody else. Anybody else. And I, I and had you to do obliged. It. I did it. I did it. I did okay, so I was. I was, <laughs> I was a little afraid of her. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. I always, um, I always thought it was Schlitz. Like that was the beer. That was, you know, Schlitz what I mean? that was, was the beer for okay. us because they yeah. gave us the money for the car shows. Okay, so the, so then how? <laughs> and would, they also paid for advertising on the magazine. So Full how would Lowrider out. beer, Lowrider magazine beer? happen if well, you have schlitz the lowrider beer probably would go under them okay they would probably okay. have okay. some whatever i don't know maybe they'd make schlitz with a little twist of lime and call it lowrider beer okay <laughs> all right yeah lowrider you know Chicago i don't know beer, there yeah. was there was not a formula made yet for the beer yeah it was an idea that was kicked around so sunny made these shirts and these were and great pictures i still of schlitz, have man. nobody's got them i yeah. think but me uh but i still have about Two or three of those shirts of the shirts with the low with rider the low rider that's insane uh, artwork and that was done. It was an yeah. iron on yeah. to a black shirt. That's beautiful, man. And it, I, <laughs> I would have loved to see that. Um, I about, have a strong feeling Teen Angel might have did that artwork on the beer on the beer. Wow, because he was big with us yeah. back then. Yeah. I'm just not quite sure. And and do you know any of that kind of like relationship between Teen Angel and, and Low Rider Magazine? You Did know, you I only I didn't you? get it. He was more up north. I didn't get okay. a meet with him. Okay. Um, so much. Yeah. Do anything much with him? Yeah. Okay. But um, but it sure looks like Teen Angel. Yeah. I I would. Usually he has his name. I'm right. Look, I'm right, looking right, at usually. this shirt now. Right. Usually you see his name. But it's, Teen it's Angel. It's a somewhere. beer can and it looks like it's sweating because it's so cold. Yeah. And there's a hand holding it. Yeah, I love You're it. Ready to take a drink. Yeah, I love that, man. It's really cool. All right, what about like the fashion stuff? You had mentioned also that one of the women in in the magazine, you guys were looking at maybe doing like a fashion collection with her or something. Or yeah. what's that about? Yeah. Um, there was uh, Grace and um, there was another lady. Um, what did I say? It's Sally. Gosh, I'd have to look at the thing. Um, but anyways, they came in and Sonny had this idea of wanting to do some kind of fashion. And it was kind of changing, as you can see, some of the pictures of it. Yeah. Some of the fashions were changing to a different style, more like a disco. Yeah. So they were trying to combine disco. Um, look at this picture. That's Hank Castro. He's a sings for the Midnighters. Oh, okay. But um, they, it seems like at the time it was like what you're saying, like it was like a zoot suit, disco, yeah. maybe some new wave influence. So Sonny was trying to do this. This is Yo-Yo's nice. 39 right here. That's Yo-Yo's 39 This right is there. at Calvary Cemetery. I was here for this shoot. Yeah, you see like the new wave style? Yeah, it was new wave and then a little bit of... Uh, and there, Sonny was trying to bring that into the magazine. He was trying to bring but fashion. But it didn't go well with the homies. Yeah, right. All the cholo people, all the lowriders. It was just yeah. a whole. It was like changing the magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he thought that it should change because the way Sonny thought that the younger generations were the ones that were going to pick this up yeah. and mm -hmm. carry it on. Yeah. So, but they weren't into the lowriders. They were in the mini trucks. They were in the Volkswagens. Mm -hmm. The disco whole, scene the, came the in, scene the new wave different. scene came in, and the car, the car scene, scene was changing. Yeah. The car scene was changing with these guys. And Sonny you know? kind of wanted to go in that direction. And he huh? was going in that direction. Even some, you know, we had Volkswagens in our in our shoots. We right. had mini trucks. We were starting to do it. 
And his deal was, hey, the more people in a picture, the more people are going to buy it. Right. And the more... And, and it was true. You know, you, you spread out to these subcultures. And people yeah. start looking for it. And right. Things. You go cruise uh, Sequoia Park. Well, these were always my favorite Montebello covers, man. Park. These kind of... These yeah, kind of like kooky, kind of um, new wave, kind of like punk. You know, they even had like um, the brat on the cover of, yeah. of the magazine. See that, a lot know. of that is Salvador's doing. See, yeah. photo by Salvador. Yeah. See, and up here it just says Los Monsters, yeah. staff Steve Gonzalez, Grace Soto. Yeah. El Mystery Man is oh. all they put, but that's Sonny. That's Sonny. <laughs> Little Junior is the devil, yeah. and then Anthony, I guess the owner of the car. The car, yeah. But, um, okay, Salvador put that, but yeah, El Mystery Man. Sonny yeah. would never, you know, he used to like, he said, you know, Steve, I can go in a car show, walk the whole show, and nobody will know who I am. And I like it that way. Yeah. And he kept it that way. He yeah. really kept his face out of the camera. Uh, yeah. Because he, he, he could easily been do a story on me. Sonny, <laughs> have the magazine do a story on me or something, right? Yeah. He could have easily done that. There's people that, that, I, there's like three things that I look at a publisher or owner of a magazine. And one is he does it for the money. He wants to make money. The other one does it for his ego and power because that's what he wants. But Sonny did it for his heart. He had a lot of heart for people. He had a lot of heart. I mean, this guy, I'd see him at a car show where we'd be moving in. And he'd run up to a, meet up with one of the presidents of a car club. And I'd see him hand him at least 25, 30 tickets, maybe mm -hmm. even more. Mm -hmm. And he would just give these out to those guys because he was so appreciative that people would come out to these shows. Yeah. You know, but he did, uh, the magazine was all done with heart. Nice. It was never ego, it was never uh, for the money, you know, and it was just the heart. That's, and all of us had that knack. Yeah. Larry, you know, Salvador... All the northern guys, uh, Robert, myself, you know, I became a photographer and writer to the magazine and also uh, became a, a promoter with Johnny Lozoya. Me and Johnny Lozoya did quite a bit in a lot of states. Yeah. I've driven my Mercury all the way to San Antonio, Texas for our San Antonio car show wow. and drove it back just to help promote wow. and be there for the show yeah. wow. and help with the show. I've driven it to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Wow. I've driven it, oh, and as far as Texas, I've also driven it, not just San Antonio, but I drove it to Dallas, Texas, Houston, Texas, and El Paso. And that's coming from East LA each wow. time. We uh, did New Mexico, and then Phoenix, Arizona, I think I drove it up there about three or Driving. four times. <laughs> Driving my Mercury. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm 18, 19, right 20, 21, yeah, yeah. 22 years Invincible. old. Invincible. And I'm I'm feeling no pain, and I hey I'm going up I'm going up there for two weeks to maybe three weeks in advance yeah to help promote the car shows yeah cruise around with my car right we had the crazy Camino with us because wow. we bought it because you bought it right another yeah. one from Lifestyle was a '62 with flake oh the blue one sunny sedan yeah. delivery of '54 yeah. Chevy and we would go to the local distributor because Budweiser was our distributor we take the Camino open it up. The whole back tier would be loaded with cases of beer. Yeah. Get it for free. Yeah. And we'd go down the ice machine, just throw blocks of ice on it or yeah. bags, whatever we could buy. And then we go cruising around, we go right. back to the hotel, you know, Camino's leaking water. <laughs> everything's melting. <laughs> and then we go 
What were you Find doing? A, you were promoting with beer? What we did was we would go down to the cruising boulevards, okay. like, say, Central yeah. and Phoenix. Right. Uh-huh. Whatever city East you were in, LA, right? Yeah. Uh, Story and King and right. San Jose. There was another Central in, in uh, Albuquerque. And just we'd go down there. To, some of them had Promoting parks. The shows, there was yeah. a big park in Fresno. Promoting the park. show and the magazine. And we would drive up with all the cars. And, you know, here I am with my custom Merc. Here we are with the crazy Camino, Candy wow. Magenta, Flake Candy uh, uh, Blue 62. Yeah, yeah. 54 yeah. Chevy, sedan delivery with Sonny. And his, his LTD was Candy Blue. Um, and we would take these cars. And we'd all, me, Larry, uh, Johnny, and Robert, we'd just get in our cars and we'd drive up. And caravan out to these and we'd cities. find a, say, the, the boulevard, right? Yeah. And we find the, the clubs hanging spots. out yeah. there. And then uh, we'd pull up and we'd start, hey, man, we're from Lowrider Magazine, here for the car show. And then, oh, yeah, man, we heard about it. And yeah. You guys want any beer? Yeah. And we just dropped the tailgate of that El Camino. <laughs> and they go, what's all this? He goes, oh. For you guys. For you yeah. guys, man. He goes, go ahead. And that's yeah. that's yeah. how we would just cruise around. We nice. would do our thing like that. And yeah, it was just cool. And like I said, free. man, you guys were like renegades. You guys, yeah, yeah, were, it was. You know, the it early was a days. lot of fun. We just, that's good. And Johnny, Johnny was very big on on things. You know, yeah. Johnny was very instrumental for the car shows. He he was the car show super show events yeah. guy. Yeah. He would make sure everything gets done prior, done during, and done after. after. He was nice. Johnny like was very good with that. And he still is today. He's still doing things today out there. This is my favorite. He's got a he's got a thing called Latino paparazzi. Okay. That uh that he's uh he's really promoting out of Arizona. This uh this picture is probably the one you know my favorite from your car, and this is an advertisement for Raul's hydraulics and wheels. Um, and you said this was local too. This photo shoot was local, and this is probably what like seventy, um, no nineteen eighty three. Yeah, that that's a nineteen eighty. And they lifted your car, huh? Raul's yeah, hydraulics. It was um, Raul's hydraulics. Raul's uh, out of Northern Cal. Mm-hmm. Raul's and Andy's hydraulics were the two bigger hydraulic shops. There were other shops, but these were the two big ones. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like that they were always kind of competing with each other. Okay. Who would get a shop here in one city, and then another one would pop up be the other guy? Yeah. But anyways, with Raul's hydraulics, uh, Sonny had tied in with Andy. Yeah. And also with, with Andy's Hydraulics and tied okay. in with Raw. Really good guys. But um, Sonny wanted me to lift my Mercury. He mm-hmm. goes, you need to get lift Hydraulics on it. I'm like, I don't know. Oh, you were ready. <laughs> I don't want to lift yeah. a Mer- my Mercury. You know? yeah. I wasn't sure. Yeah. So I finally found at Raw's Hydraulics talking with Ralph Campos, who Ralph Campos ran Hydraulics shop of, in, in Santa Fe Springs, Rawls Hydraulics. Mm-hmm. He ended up opening his own shop okay. in uh, San Diego when Rawls closed up. Okay. He moved to San Diego and did his own thing. But um, at Rawls, there was a guy, his name was Rafa, and he was the guy that did all the cutouts for Rawls, all the hydraulic okay. installing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the guy was really good. Yeah. Just really good. Um He's lifted a lot of cars. Yeah. Anyways, but uh, so I brought my Mercury in there, and they took a look at it. And he says he can get it done in a couple of days. I have it ready and wow. front and back. Yeah. So I took it in there, 
the deal was I was going to get all the parts and all the labor done for free. Okay. As long as I did some advertising for Wow, Rose. okay. So the one book you have right now is, yeah. is uh, Rogelio's book of Northern Cal. It's mm -hmm. called uh, Classic and Custom. Mm -hmm. And um, he did a really nice spread on his book on the interiors. Mm -hmm. Mostly car shots, not okay. too much words. But um, what he did was uh, advertise it on the back for Rawls Hydraulics. Yeah. So I was able this to came get out, this my ad, car. Yeah. My car was, was parked at a dairy in Santa Fe Springs. Stephen Cadil, who's passed away now, and has he's uh, he was the owner of uh, a classic and custom bomb magazines. Those okay. were all the bomb shows. Yeah, right, right, right. Mm -hmm. right. And I was, me and Steve were, were together on those bombs. Okay. I helped them out quite a bit. Okay. Um, but me and him were really strong with that book. Yeah. But anyways, um, he got cancer and passed. Right, recent, so, right? Yeah. So he put that up, and I brought my car out. We laid it on the ground because it was wow. done. Uh -huh. They did two pumps, high-pressure tailgate pumps, Yeah. waterman dumps, four nice. of them, nice. and it was all done in steel tubing, nice. nothing done in rubber hoses. In rubber. Wow. Just by the, the pump. Yeah. That was the only rubber that was used because they is. moved there. Mm -hmm. But they... Um, but yeah, it was all done in steel yeah. tubing. This one really and captures. That was done. Really. I think you said it was eighty three. So I think yeah. it was eighty two when we got the when hydraulics got, put okay. in. Okay. And um, <clears throat> that hydraulic system still works in my car today. Yeah. Wow. And I don't have any leaks on it. It's it's been sitting. My car has been sitting for almost and this over twenty five years. This ad came out in other magazines. Um, it also came out in Auto Trader. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I have that book somewhere <laughs> but auto trader came out yeah. and there was a couple other issues of something that it came okay out. yeah it's and awesome. it did uh, it didn't never did come out in lowrider I yeah don't i don't know that's, I, don't, I guess raw stopped is. advertising or okay something. yeah i love it it's a perfect it's a it's a perfect shot thank you steve for all your time and all your you know your your memories and your uh you know your experience in the in the lowrider world in the in the custom world and and kind of bridging the gaps and you know being like you said that uh first chicano to hit some of these you know these uh these more kind of white dominant kind of uh magazines or or uh scenes too you know what i mean like just even pulling up to a car show or something and be like and they know you already you know and so the work you've done so i appreciate that yeah that was, that's a lot of fun you know there was, was i did a then and now car show at the Pomona Fairgrounds um, for the Grand National Roadster Show 2011. Um, Tommy Bruzuela, a good friend of mine from Ventura, uh, was willing to repaint my car for this show. They were bringing out all the old customs. Yeah. And uh, it was really cool because when they all came out, there were names like uh, George Barris, um, Mike Thompson, um, Bill Hines, Gene Winfield. Um, I mean, they brought up uh, John D'Agostino again. Um, they, they brought out some really good custom guys. Joe Balon. But anyways, their cars were in the middle of this building. They had the Hirohata Merc there and some other Mercs and custom cars. Uh, Larry Watson. Can't forget Larry Watson, man. He had his, his uh, grapevine there. So anyways... I walk up and I, I start talking and, and I get to meet Mike Thompson. And this is some guy I just read about all the time. But they tell me, they say, hey, uh, what's your name? And I, I, So I tell them I'm Steve Gonzalez. I have the chopped mercury over there. And 
Mike Thompson stops everybody and says, Hey, you guys, I got Steve Gonzalez over here, and his Merc's sitting right over there. I just wanted you to know we got him right here. I don't know if these guys knew me, how they know me, other than the Street Rider book and, and encouraging what Pat Grinnell did on a special Merc issue by putting my traditional-looking car on the cover to really get these guys motivated to start getting back into this style of customs. And that's where it all, they, that's what they tell me. These guys tell me that, that that's where it all started from, from that issue. Just so many mercs were in it. But that was just really an honor. Here I am thinking I'm going to meet some guys that I've read about and I admire so much. These guys really were just welcoming me in with open arms by saying, hey, look who I got over here. <laughs> that's awesome. It's yeah. just funny. And it just yeah. blows me it away. It kind of all came full yeah. circle. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Steve. I'm not